Hello, everybody. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, that guy named John from the About to Review podcast. This episode you are about to listen to was actually recorded quite a few weeks in the past, but due to some health issues, it was not able to be released. So now that I am feeling a bit better, I wanted to start releasing some of these episodes from the back catalog with various guests and movies from a few weeks ago. You will notice the dates on these correspond to when the movies that we're talking about in each episode were coming out. So when you load up your podcast app and you see a new episode, but the date is from May, that is why. There will be some new episodes being released very soon now that I am feeling better. And I wanted to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all of your support that I have received on social media and various emails and messages. It really means a lot as I, as I kind of work through uh, this issue. So with all of that being said, again, thank you for your support and enjoy this episode, A Blast from the Past. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's edition of the About to Review podcast. Here to amplify diverse voices in media, I'm your host, as always, that guy named John. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. It is listed on everything, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and you can also stream the episodes directly from the website about to Review. Com, which is where you will find links to the guests and everything that is discussed. You can also support the show from that website. From the support tab, there's a PayPal link and an Amazon wish list as well. And follow the podcast on social media at About Review on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Before we get into all of that, we'll go to the original theme song created by Damon Randall of Ill-Mannered Media. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. As mentioned at the top of the episode, I am in studio with the powerhouse. I almost said power couple. <laughs> the, the powerhouse duo of Nick and Dyer from the Northwest Nerd Podcast. I mean, we'll take either one, but yeah, th thank you for works. having us on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we are at their studio uh, for this special episode. I uh, definitely look forward to my guest appearance on the Northwest Nerd Podcast, which I will link Below, where we talked all about the latest episode of Game of Thrones, which was interesting and definitely not horribly disappointing to two-thirds <laughs> of the people in the room. <laughs> yeah, we got John talking about TV. It's great. Yeah, uh, that was really fun. So on this section, we are going to be talking about Pokemon Detective Pikachu is the full title. Uh, the new movie directed by Rob Letterman, who directed Shark Tale and the successful Goosebumps uh, movie recently in 2015. Jack Black one? Yeah. Huh. Uh, he did not direct the Goosebumps 2, uh, the sequel. The Jack Black one? Exactly. <laughs> or the House of the Clock in Its Walls, which was another Jack Black one. They did was... three Goosebumps movies? No, the House of the Clock in Its Walls is basically kind of Goosebumps 3. Like, it is very similar. Okay. 
Uh, it was pretty weird. About to blow my mind. Uh, but Pokemon Detective Pikachu, yeah, new film based on the Nintendo DS game. And I did not do my research and look up what year that came out. Uh, but somebody might be able to do that. I'm gonna just just Google my brain and just think about it. <laughs> uh, I mean, if it's a DS, don't listen to the like, typing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all know all of this information. Like mid two thousands, if it's a DS game. Yeah, so something like that. So based off of that game, I never really played that game, and neither did Nick, who is the resident Pokemon expert. One of the reasons that I wanted to have him on the show for this episode. Uh, but he did not play it either, so he failed me. <laughs> no, I only played like the prime ones, the colored, uh, the colored titles, like uh, from red to uh, yellow. Whoa, whoa, hold on, to they prefer... I mean, they all have color names except for X and Y. Actually, they prefer games of color. How <laughs> dare you, colored games? This guy. I mean, Sheesh. some things are colored. I wasn't talking about people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I tend to play the uh, the the prime titles, not too many of the side ones like uh, Stadium or like Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. For uh, the Switch, I haven't played any of those, but the um, the Prime titles those okay. are the ones that I played. Pokemon, which, Pokemon Snap? Nintendo I did, 64? Actually, yeah, I did play Pokemon Snap. That one's yeah. great. And Pokemon <laughs> Pinball. I guess in the late 90s, you could have caught me catching the uh, the non-Prime Pokemon. No, it was Pokemon Pinball one of Dyer's pinball games, or was it a, like a console game? It was a Game Boy Color game, or a Game Boy Pocket game. I can't remember which one. That seems weird. Because again, this was back in the 90s, and I don't remember exactly. <laughs> but it had a uh, it had a rumble pack on it, so it was one of the Whoa. super-sized cartridges, and you had to put a AAA battery in it so that it would rumble <laughs> like a, uh, a wow. pinball machine. It was a lot of fun. Like all of the controllers do now on every system? Yeah, exactly. Nice. Technology. <laughs> Uh, Dyer, did you find out when the game came I, out? I did. Actually, okay, so when did you think it was? Mid-2000s. When did you think it was? No idea. <laughs> it was released in Japan 2016 Whoa. and released worldwide 2018. On the Nintendo DS? That couldn't have been on the DS then. Uh, Adventure Game I was given bad information. <laughs> distributed by Nintendo for the Nintendo 3DS. Oh. Oh, that's oh. things. They're yeah. still making 3DS games. Whatever. I, I do not know. <laughs> So yeah, so it is based Different off of, kind of nerd. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> based on the off of that game. So if you have played that game, you very well could know what was happening in this movie. I did not. I doubt it. I like I have no idea how closely this this resembles. Now, does this fall into the realm of video game adaptations a la Lara Croft, Doom, like Resident Evil? I would say yes. Interesting. Yeah. So that means I need to do my research to see where this might actually rank in video game to movie adaptations, which generally are not great. Yeah, I was going to say it's not a very tough ladder to climb. I mean, without, without revealing too much of uh, my rating for this movie, I think that it's pretty easily like top 10 in that fair in that category. They're video really game only- adaptations like... I'm thinking of Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia, oh, and all just the terrible oh. ones that have happened. Like there's Mario truly- Brothers. Mar- yeah. yeah, Mario Brothers. That one at least like had a specific, very kitschy vision. Mm-hmm. But most of them are just really yeah. bad. Yeah, definitely. So this one, the story picks up where we're following uh, Justice Smith, a.k.a. Tim Goodman, who is an insurance salesman whose dad died in a car accident. He finds out about it, and then he is kind of, he wants to close the chapter in this life. He did not really have a connection with his father, so he just wants to go there, clean up his dad's apartment, and and move on. Of course, in this mix, Pikachu shows up, 
who I guess is a Detective Pikachu in this, even though Pikachu's mind has been wiped and does not really have a memory. So we go on this adventure where he is trying to find his dad. Tim Goodman is trying to find his dad, Harry. Pikachu is trying to figure out what happened to him. Along the way, there, of course, is a giant corporate villain, as there pretty much always is in this type of scenario. It's also a very Pokemon thing to have some uh, shadowy person with a large organization having some type of doomsday plot. That happens mm. in almost every Pokemon game. Does it really? So I have not played... The only Pokemon game that I have played, and it was barely, was Pokemon Snap. Okay, yeah, I don't think that one really had that. Uh, I like the prime titles. Because <laughs> I like photography, and that was kind of the only, the only thing. And my Pokemon knowledge past Gen 1 is damn near non-existent. Like, it... I watched, I watched a little bit of the cartoon because it would come on. They did a block where it was like Pokemon, I think Digimon, which, hot take, Digimon is better. Anyway. Um, I mean, you have a very receptive audience here. I think that in terms of uh, writing and like core concepts, Digimon's a better show. Yes. Digimon's a much better show. Yes. So I watched both of those around the same time, but it was around the same time when we would only have cable for certain times of the year, a.k.a. whenever they would have a discount, and then my parents would just shut it off when it was too expensive. So I would get really into cartoons and then go to turn it on and literally not have the channel anymore. So my knowledge just kind of dropped out. Pokemon Snap helped a little bit because then I was like, okay, visually, I know what this thing is. 90% of the Pokemon in Pokemon Detective Pikachu, I did not know. Yeah, there were some that even I, and there's, Almost 800 Pokemon now. Oh my god! There were some that even when I saw them, I was like, "Wait, is that a is that a Braviary or what's what's the name of that one again?" Because there, there's a lot of different bird Pokemon. Okay. And they had a lot of different bird Pokemon in this yeah. movie. And I was like trying to pick out which ones were which, and uh, it gets uh, it gets a little hairy. For sure. And now, Dyer, what is your Pokemon knowledge? I think you've basically covered it. I um, Pokemon Go. Doesn't, okay. even, doesn't even count, does it? Oh, it yeah, definitely it does. does. No, Pokemon okay. Go, like, that was so yeah. huge. And so many people, Yeah, that was kind of their entry into being like, oh, <laughs> this is 200 of the 800 or this is whatever. Yeah. I know so many people who were Pokemon fans for a while, but then when that game came out, they became huge fans because then right. it was interactive and they learned a lot. I just, I never played yeah. it. I played it for that one summer. Okay. Was that like 2016? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. Was cool. that was a lot of fun. I mean, before that, I I probably watched a cartoon, you know, <laughs> a cartoon, a cartoon of yeah. it, and I used to watch the of anime. it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've seen the cards. It's like probably as far as I got, and just it wasn't the one of those things that ever really like grabbed me. Okay. I still yeah. have some of the cards. I actually have a holographic Mewtwo. Which I'm very oh. proud of. Uh, and Mewtwo plays a role in this movie as well. That's in the trailer. That's not a spoiler, John. No, that is fine. Yep, totally fine. Uh, yeah, because that was in the trailer. Like, I remember when the movie came out, the Pokemon movie, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so with this, I got a special edition card for going to see the movie. Wow. Opening weekend. Nerd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like when we were at this screening that I was able to take the guys to, this was packed. Like, this was yeah. one of the more packed screenings. A lot of kids. That it, Yeah, which totally makes sense. Like, this is very kid friendly like there is not really any intense imagery they say damn i think a couple times like this is a 
pretty all ages. There's a couple Ryan Reynolds-y type jokes in there, but they're vague enough to jo- to go just right over the right head over of any yeah. kid watching. I think yeah. that's one of the moments where the parents are like, it's it's for the parents and the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, but in this packed screening, I felt like the people who show up to like an Avengers screening who do not really know anything and have to sit behind me <laughs> yeah. every five minutes, I'm like, <gasps> ooh, ah, ah. Like so many people in this theater. They Okay, so at one point, we see birds flying. There was an audible like, oh my gosh. And I was like, it was a p- Pidgeot? Pidgey? Uh, that was a Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto. Yeah. A Pidgeot. That sounds offensive. Pidgeot's just the, the, the member of the family nobody talks about. Right. Don't talk Pidgeotto. about that Pidgeot. And, and so yeah, like as soon as those came on screen in like the opening five minutes, the audience was already all in. I was actually expecting more of that type of spectacle, that kind of Jurassic Park of we're just going to show you this world at certain mm. parts. I wanted a little bit more of that because okay. I felt that it, at the beginning that, that was cool and like everyone was into it. And I was glad that it was a packed screening. And I think that the promoters of this movie did that on purpose so that uh, reviewers who maybe weren't as deeply into the Pokemon lore and the Pokemon craze of the 90s especially could get kind of that childlike wonder and hear some of that reaction even though they weren't feeling it in there cold dead hearts um <laughs> fair <laughs> and i appreciated that but there were there were certain times in the movie where they did give us a little bit of it but i wanted more it never quite took off with the sense of wonder that i wanted it to i don't know if this speaks to it but watching this film this is just a generic uh observation there was a lot of moments where people were going oh and or they do the point thing right like mm-hmm. they recognize something i didn't they did they're into yeah. it but at the same time, this film is entirely accessible to somebody who does not have any background in Pokemon. They they kind of set the stuff up. They explain it very well. Um, you know, that starts out essentially, you know, explaining kind of what the whole background of like the ball is, and you mm-hmm. know, and and then they move on. They kind of set it up. So like, I feel like you could go into this movie with like very minimal knowledge. And, and still I get did. A yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I mean, I, I I definitely agree with you because yeah, same thing. Even from the trailers, I was like, I know I recognize a couple of these, but seeing the trailer breakdowns when this trailer first dropped and people like highlighting every Pokemon they saw, good for. I mean, like again, we talk about it all the time. I'm glad that those nerd dumbs have this. Like, I'm glad that this exists. For those people who, yeah, every time they showed a new creature on screen, there are people next to me who are like nudging each other and like, good for them. I needed more Gyarados. They what, show Gyarados. Gyarados was the uh, the big like water dragon thing when they. Oh yeah, with Magikarp. Yeah, exactly. Magikarp evolves okay. into Gyarados. I needed more of that. Okay. Because that was one of my favorites as a kid. And when they showed it in the trailer, I was like, ooh, that looks like a battle scene or something. That mm-hmm. could be really cool. I needed more of that. I seem that feels that like movie. a drastic transformation. Like Pikachu to Raichu is is decent. Magikarp to a water dragon, like my guy. Welcome to Pokemon fandom. <laughs> it's just a like, lot of these things make no sense. Okay, because <laughs> like Charmander, Charizard. Ch- uh, what is the third one? Charizard is the third one. Oh, so Charmander, Charmeleon, Charmeleon. It's like that. Yeah, those make sense. Magikarp to then suddenly a giant water dragon. There's a lot of those. It's become kind of a trope in the in the Pokemon oh, okay. evolutions now that like this unassuming thing then becomes uh, really the awesome. most powerful. Yeah. yeah. So in this movie, as we kind of go along, we get to see the world of Pokemon through the eyes of characters who 
have obviously been living in and embracing the Pokemon world. And I have no idea of the lore of Pokemon, how long this world has been with Pokemon. If it is like we get a scene that pseudo offended me before I realized this is a kids movie, whatever. <laughs> Pokemon helped build the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, like, they, what? They show them in, like the hieroglyphics like, and stuff. I mean, that is, uh, yeah, that's one of the more problematic things when like they start inserting Pokemon into historic events and things like that. But I will say that this movie is a departure from the normal way of uh, the Pokemon mangas and animes telling the stories of Pokemon trainers where they catch them in the balls and then they make them battle. Okay. In this one, uh, they bring us to a city where you basically have like free will Pokemon. They live alongside the humans. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty big departure from... Certainly, the video games where the goal is catch them, get them stronger, beat up the other ones. Like that's the goal gotcha. of those games. Um, yeah, okay. that's not really what they do in the movie at all, and that's not what any of the Pokemon in the movie are geared towards doing either. Which I thought was really yeah. cool because we have a, a huge, huge back catalog of storytelling within this universe, and it was cool to see them do something different. Yeah, I mean, so that was I liked that also. I mean, now especially knowing that that was not that this is unique in that, and that it's like hey. At least in this one city, these are just these are just free animals. Not even free animals, because like they have jobs. Yeah, <laughs> like, some of them have jobs. There's like a Machamp directing traffic. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was there was one scene where, and we talked about it before we started recording. The actual city that this takes place in is like this Neo Tokyo, Neo London, <laughs> like Neo Greenland kind of city. But I liked that when they were going through like this little night market and they have people cooking and everything, like there was a little Charmander like heating up a walk. Yeah. That was you know, awesome. like that somebody was cooking. Like that, so these these Pokemon just have jobs. Like they they're just there. there was a, there was uh there was a Braviary that was just delivering lunch at the top of a crane. I, I was like no, dope. Oh, the bird. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, the bird. Okay. I was like, what what's that? <laughs> uh so I mean I liked I like that aspect of it. But again, as we go into this like shadowy government or not even government shadowy corporation corporation that then has nefarious deeds and we need to figure out who the big bad is and is it who we think it is and what happens when we do this it was very paint by numbers very just xyz get to the bad guy do this this is still a kids movie and so i let a lot of those things just kind of go uh but there were definitely moments in this where i think similar to dire when there would kind of be a bigger reveal and the audience like would oddly make a noise. And I was like, I have no idea who this is or why this is such a big deal. Yeah. There's a, uh, trying to figure out how to say this without (laughs) revealing too much, but the open of the movie shows a lot of a, a certain legendary Pokemon. And I was surprised. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. We're starting here. I guess, guess this is where we're starting. We're not starting with like the common ones. We're starting with one of the signature, legendary pokemon and then we'll go from there i thought that that was that was interesting and i i definitely felt people around me also being like whoa okay all right big guns starting big and then we'll go okay i don't know if this speaks to your point but um i I felt the the film is fairly predictable and maybe that kind of goes with your whole paint by colors thing like yeah or numbers or whatever it's just Mm -hmm. the whole yeah i don't want to say too much the movie's gonna have its twists and turns they're just not very sharp you know they don't they don't really they don't really take a lot to kind of figure out but at the same time like the, the really is it's a very basic foundation 
for, you know, Ryan Reynolds' voice as mm-hmm. this Pikachu to interact with him and have basically this whole, like, buddy cop, op- you know, like, you know, one's the funny one and one's the dangerous one. or You know, like, the whole, like, just classic mashups that we have. It's basically a very basic foundation for them to do that. And then you laugh along the way, you know? Yeah, and that was the thing is, like, this was legitimately funny in quite a few parts. Like, I, I was, I had a good time. I was laughing at it. The Mr. Mime stuff was yeah. hilarious. And a lot of that is in the trailer. A lot of it's in the trailer, and there was still even more, and I was oh, in yeah. yeah, I was in. Do that I was... like mimes? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do not say that on I don't think I do, but, like, I do. this had me I'll questioning admit it. it. I, oh, like, I, I like mimes. fun. Shoot, do I like mimes? Yes, yeah, like, that was, that was really funny, although that scene takes a dark turn that I was not expecting. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I it, was into it. It was funny. And it ends in a way when I was like... <laughs> I think they just did that thing. <laughs> so that was, that, was, that was interesting. So, yes, it was legitimately funny in parts. Super cute. Like, we kind of knew it would be. Every time Pikachu's ears would flop down, the whole audience, mm-hmm. aww, you know, little kids. I did think it was really cute that, first of all, in all these press screenings that I go to with family movies, sometimes the kids are monsters. This theater, like, these were really well-behaved kids. There are a couple times when we would see a Pokemon. There was like this super cute kid behind me, and he goes, Bulbasaur. You know, and the parents were like, good, good. Like, that was super cute. Like, so all of that worked. The visuals worked really well. And I liked that there was some weight to Pikachu. When they're interacting with a completely CGI character, it can be tough. And we saw this with Dumbo recently. I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but there was. No. no physical connection to this CGI elephant. Like every time like the kids would go to give it a hug, there was like this like a one inch or like half inch like mm. bare, it just it felt weird. You this get that floating that yeah. floating look. This with Justice Smith, whether they gave him a physical thing to hold and then, you know, mapped it out. But there it always felt like when they were interacting, it was it was real. Like yeah. it was plausible. Yeah. And they that also, is a big achievement. They also did some interesting things where they would have both of the characters not interacting with each other uh, directly physically, but both interacting with the same thing in the scene. Like there's one yeah. where like they keep on pointing a lamp back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that just gives you enough of a, a physicality that you feel like both of them are there. I thought that was a, a slick way to do that. Yeah. I am a CGI hater in general. Mm. Um I was actually very impressed. I mean, obviously, you're looking at- This is at, coming from the man who loves typewriters, everybody. Okay. <laughs> so, of course. Wow. <laughs> you're looking at, like, a cartoony type, you know, setup. But at mm-hmm. the same time, uh, the, like, the fur yeah. on Pikachu, yeah. like, looked like you could reach out and, and pet it. Like, I, they probably spent more time on that character than any other one. For but sure. <laughs> I was very impressed with how they with how they pulled that off, and 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 I think you spoke to it. The interaction between them all, I only spotted like one prob like one moment where I actually was like, okay, now I'm taken out a little bit. But for the most part, pretty spot on. Yeah, there was another there was another scene in the trailer that I think was one of the only ones where it felt weird, which is when they're at a bar and Pikachu's tail kind of keeps slapping in the face. That was one where it just like, it just felt like there was no contact yeah. whatsoever. But like everything else, where they were actually like, where he is holding him, where he is on his shoulder, like there was enough where it felt real. There were some characters in the background that you can tell were not given as much attention to detail. Like, for we see a Snorlax, I knew that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. We see some other furry 
type Pokemon. Uh, there was a there were a couple different Slow Kings, which I was surprised to see. They were the big sure. uh, gorilla looking one. Okay, um, not the one that is Loudrids, legitimately a panda. The Loudrids at the me. at the club. That one was pretty funny. Okay, so the loud with Diplo. Yeah, that um, was definitely. Di- yeah, you started to be like Diplo. <laughs> well, like, as as Diplo the, sighting. This club scene. And they go to the DJ. And I was like, wait a minute. So like, good for Diplo. Like, I was hoping that he would be the villain, but it was the guy standing next to him. Oh, like, uh, that that would be funny. Uh, but yeah, like the boombox Pokemon. Like, what are those? Are they Wi-Fi? They had a little Wi-Fi symbol. They're, on their back? I mean, they're 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 sound Pokemon. Okay. I think there's a little bit of okay. magic that might play into this. Am I correct? That you know. Is there? I didn't know. Just no? from what I observed. No, there's, there's no magic in Pokemon. <laughs> there isn't? This is real life. Yeah, this is all, all right. I'm physics. gonna ask you questions after <laughs> we're off mic. <laughs> because then I need some I need some understanding for what I watched in that. Yeah. Film. Uh there were times when when they do kind of go on this mission to get the MacGuffin, you know, to figure out the pieces with this giant corporation. They go to a research facility, which is again, it looks like Greenland, <laughs> and they go on this adventure within this confined confined space where they're on mountains and you see part of this in a trailer after that like there's a there's a kind of a resolution of that and one of the characters was like okay i'll meet you at the car and it was like do you not realize you just traversed possibly miles on the on a mountain yeah. and there were avalanches and you're like okay meet at the car and then like five minutes later they were walking to the car together and i was like wait what and they beat her to the car. They yeah, yeah. The writing at the end, at like the way they wrap up the entire sequence yeah. is so clanky. I was like, oh, uh, all right, cool. I guess that's done and over with. And they were able to just walk out of that. And now we're on to the next thing. That was that happened a couple times where mm-hmm. there was another scene where it gets cut to the next part, and uh, Justice Smith's character Tim just doesn't seemed to be reacting to what just happened in the scene before. He's like kind of smiling. He's like, yeah, where are we going? What are we doing? I was like, wait, is this something was cut in between because yeah. I hope that wasn't the way that that was written. Yeah. So I definitely think that with families, it's like a two hour movie. So yeah, like that, it was for a kid's movie, for a family movie, actually not a kid's movie, for a family movie. This is on the longer side. Yeah. Uh, that was somewhat surprising. I do think if you have any kids in your family who did play Pokemon, or do play Pokemon, take them to this movie. Because they will get all of the references, all of the Easter eggs, the things that I know, like it was right in front of me, just like when I go to talk to somebody about Avengers movie or comic book movie, and I was like, oh, did you see this? And they're like, no, what are you talking about? I was like, but it was right there. I know that happened in this movie. I just have no base of reference for it. Uh, But yeah, so Justice Smith, he was definitely good. Uh, Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu was perfect. Like, that worked really well. I was surprised by how natural that felt. Like, just a couple minutes in the movie. I thought it was going to be distracting because he does so much voiceover for Deadpool as well. But he he really captures a different tone. I was surprised by how different he sounded as Pikachu in comparison to Deadpool. And it's nothing that he's doing with his voice necessarily. He's not like doing a Pikachu voice, mm-hmm. but just the way that he conveyed character yeah. into it, I thought was much different than his other voiceover work. And it was really good. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Uh, Catherine Newton, who plays the pseudo love interest, but I also really like that this was not really a love interest. Like there was not like the, this is not a paint by numbers. Do this, do this, hold hands, sweet kiss at the end. Yay. They're boyfriend and girlfriend. Like 
I like that again. It took a slight turn, not a hard left at all. Like just a meandering turn, like almost every plot point of this movie. But she was good. Uh, Dyer recognized her from Supernatural. Yep, Claire Novak. Uh, Supernatural. Sure, that one. Uh, on episode 482 of Supernatural or whatever. Uh, Bill Nighy is in this. He was great. I just, I love Bill Nighy. I had no idea he was in this movie until no, we yeah, I was I, like, was this Was this not publicized at all? Because I don't think he's in any it of the trailers. It might not have been. Um, I know that Ken Watanabe, he was in either one of the trailers where I saw him at like, I knew he was in at a it, yeah. con, like doing some press for it. But yeah, Bill Nighy, that was. I had no Snuck idea. In there. And and uh, uh, whoever plays Bill Nighy's son, but from uh, is that Chris Gear from that FX show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Gear, Roger Clifford. Yeah. So, yeah. So the cast was good. I definitely liked the interactions. Like I said, in physical spaces, it felt real. Uh, yeah. Solid family movie. Now to the rating system. If this is your first time listening to the About Review podcast, first of all. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> Second of all, you are probably listening to this episode because you know that Nick and Dyer were on it and you follow everything they do. But thank you. on the off chance that this is your first time, the rating system for the About Trivia podcast, there are three choices. Good, bad, or ugly. No stars, no letter grades, none of that. Good film was something you enjoyed. Bad film was something you did not regret sitting in a theater for. Ugly, avoid at all costs. Dyer, how about you go first? What did you think of Detective Pikachu? Your rating system is always so hard because two of them are kind of a negative and then the one's the positive. But um, I'm just going to say good. Like, okay. I don't regret seeing this film at all. Um, it, being that I am out of the Pokemon loop, I'm pro- right. you know I, I'm probably not going to go back and watch it over and over and freak out. But um, I definitely think there'll be plenty of cosplays and stuff that are going to come out of it. I mean, people are definitely going to get attached to this film. So, yeah, it was good. Nice. Uh, I will go next, and I will leave Nick for last because mm-hmm. he is, again, the only one of us who actually knows about these pocket monsters. Uh, yeah, I gave this I, I gave this a good as well. It's funny. You know, definitely, again, like Nick mentioned, there were some, just like all kids' movies, some jokes that the kids are not going to get for another, like, 10 years. Yeah. But the parents or, parents or adults are like, that was clever. You know, but there's never, like, the... Oddly enough, and I was surprised by this actually, in a lot of these movies, it relies a lot on fart jokes. There was one. Yeah, there was yeah. only one. Like, and I think it was in the trailer, so it was not even like a big reveal. Like, so that those like super easy ones were. Wow. Like, and it was not even. A, I'm bumping up my rating just for that. All right. And it was not even like we did not even hear it, which is normally the big joke where it gets all the kids in the theater laughing. Yeah. He just says it, and so that was clever. Yeah, I liked the interactions with everybody, so I, I gave it a good as well. Now, Nick, being that you are a uh, Pokemon trainer in your spare time, <laughs> God, I wish. Uh, cool. Did you run a gym when you were doing Pokemon Go? Is that a thing that you could do? I did not run a gym. I don't think they had that capability back when I was playing. I briefly was the uh, the champion of a gym. Oh, but. That gym is now gone. It was at a hospital mm. near where I live, and uh, it's gone now. I don't know why I'm talking about Pokemon Go. Uh, so there's a bunch, I, of, I, a bunch I, of octogenarians playing Pokemon Go, and you're like, yeah, in your face, Gladys. No, it was all of the other nerds who were just like sitting outside this hospital. <laughs> we're all playing Pokemon Go and not talking to each other. Nice. Okay. <laughs> it was a weird summer. 
Um, I'm going to give this thing a clean sweep. What's wild is that I, I've been on your show a couple times now. I think this is mm-hmm. the first time I'm ever going to give a film a good. I think so. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a good movie. It's a good time. If you are a, a, a Pokemon fan, then there's plenty for you to see and geek out about in terms of the references and the world building and just seeing your random favorite Pokemon here and there. Uh, one of my favorite Gen 1 Pokemon was Gengar, and Gengar gets a pretty cool moment. I was psyched about that. It's the ghost one. Um, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, the purple one with the gotcha. green. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it was it was really cool. I kind of felt like I wish I was like nine years old and watching this. Although at some parts yeah. it, it probably does get slow with just the uh, my dad parts of the movie. Yeah, I feel like um, they could cut 20 minutes out of this movie. It didn't need to be two hours long. <laughs> no. Um, I would have been good with just 20 minutes of basically Pokemon nature footage. With just like, show me yeah. what else is in these mountains. Just show me, like, just fly over the city a little bit more. Show me more Pokemon just living in places. Uh, but I definitely think that it's a good, especially with how harsh your rating system is. <laughs> it's, a, it's a degree of good, but it is a good. Okay. Uh, I definitely appreciate that. One quick Pokemon question that I do not understand. Sure. Okay. Cubone. Yeah. Super cute. Super mm-hmm. adorable. Great scene in this. Is he the only one? Because he wears his mom's skull, and it was like, if there are multitudes of Cubone, do they all wear their mom's skull? Yes. That seems weird. They all do. That seems real weird. Yeah, I know. There's some dark stuff in that first generation of Pokemon. Like That has to do with an entire storyline in the games where uh, people think that there's this ghost, but it's a, it's a Marowak, which is the evolution of a Cubone. And like you meet a sad Cubone, and then you eventually piece it together that like the Cubone's mom is dead, and now it's in this cemetery thing that you have to get through in order to get a thing so that you can Sheesh. go do uh, a, a gym battle. And yeah, it's a okay. Some things get surprisingly dark in Pokemon. Yeah, because I mean, I was thinking if there was only one Cubone, that makes sense. Where your mom's skull? She was the last one of her kind. If there are X number of Cubones who all wear their mom's skull, that seems weird. And my favorite Gen One Pokemon, Scyther. Where was Scyther on oh, this movie? Oh, Scyther's a good one. That's a great pick. Like, I loved Scyther because it was, it was a sweet praying mantis with razor blade arms. Yeah. Oh, fly. I was also hoping that uh, we would see a Golduck since a Psyduck is in this one, but oh, okay. no such luck. I also have like 10 different Pokemon who are my favorites from Gen 1. Golduck was one of them. Psyduck, like, th- Psyduck was funny in this. I, I liked that uh, yeah. interaction. So, cool. Uh, okay, so that wraps it up for uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, uh, all three gave it a good. Uh, and yeah, I definitely think people like Nick and other people who have a bit more understanding of Pokemon will enjoy this more than I did, just because even though I liked it, I, I knew I was missing things, and I could feel it, and I could hear it from the people behind me and next to me. Uh, like, there was a kind of villain reveal that people got really excited about that I just, I nothing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So... Cool. Well, uh, thank you guys for for being on here for for this and for being with me at the screening. Like I said before, make sure to listen to this week's episode of Northwest Nerd Podcast, which I will link below. We talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, where can people follow you guys on social media? They can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for NW Nerd uh, or NW underscore Nerd on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can also find links to all of our social media on our website, nw-nerd.com. Uh, that's also where our Patreon is and an entire back catalog of all of our episodes. So if you like what you heard here, 
on about to review, then go check out uh, Northwest Nerd Podcast. Just search for NW Nerd. Google it. Facebook it. Twitter it. Instagram it. We, you, we're findable. Fantastic. And yeah, I will be back in my studio shortly to wrap up the episode. But thank you again to Nick and Dyer. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.